0: two good friends from college talking about what's new with los angeles clippers there's always so much to discuss let's jump right in it's la clips forum hey, clippers. it's la clips forum with jesse and
1: brian welcome clipper friends this is the la clips forum i'm your host brian
0: andrew i'm here with my co-host jesse sandoval what's up guys
1: so we're going to get right into the narratives because it's just been crazy since we did our last holiday special. The The biggest story we have is probably the biggest clipper to go into health and safety protocols was you, Jesse. So I I want you to tell us how it went.
0: <laughs> it was awful. Uh, I got contracted COVID probably after the holidays I got off from my sisters. Um, and then I haven't been to work since, so... Sucks. Um, please wear your mask. Please uh, stay. <laughs> please observe the six feet distance. <laughs> Wash your hands. It's it's not a great thing yet, honestly.
1: Are you is it too controversial to tell people to get vaccinated?
0: No, it's not. Not at all. Oh, OK. Uh, if anything, I am actually really thankful that I was vaccinated because I believe it reduced the symptoms a lot. So, I mean, my body aches, I know body aches can range from basically to a full day two to day two days the full day mm. and mine was only like six hours so
1: based on how you felt do you feel like you had delta or do you feel like you had omicron uh
0: well, I, I don't know if i pronounced <laughs> that right <laughs> uh for some reason whenever i think of omicron i think of uh futurama those aliens <laughs> <laughs> um no nah, i think i got the delta to be honest
1: <laughs> okay
0: yeah my throat swelled up so like it was pretty bad like when i took like hot mm-hmm. showers like i felt like i was suffocating at times oh, so, uh, it's a it's a bigger deal so well I'm glad, I, I'm glad i'm glad you're doing okay i actually got like a text from a uh, from one of my uh you know where i work at right it's like mm-hmm it's anti-science pretty much and like i got a text from someone saying like now you're gonna get nature's immunity like i mean like an immune booster like i was like i don't know what what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> was
1: like, that, that, that was uh 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 we're now gonna get on uh was this the covid forum now uh one of, that was one of the takes that i because i know some people that are unvaccinated who recently got covid mm-hmm. And one of my takes was like, now they're gonna have even more of a reason to be like, see, now I'm I'm good. I don't need it anymore. I don't need the vaccine. And I was like, uh, all right, well, I hope you do okay. <laughs> I
0: was like, uh, yeah. viruses mutate, dude.
1: <laughs> like, like, dude. You know. Um but, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I hope I hope you're doing it. Yeah, I think that that's a good uh, that's a good life lesson. Just stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, COVID, don't come in. Uh,
0: watching Clippers games all drowsy on night. It was, just, it was terrible. <laughs>
1: um, so we lost in an episode that re- was released on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, so a lot's happened, you know, uh, you know, Paul George out for a month. Uh, or to be reevaluated in a month um, mm-hmm. while we're going to probably go through our toughest part of the schedule, which I will say, although it does on paper look like <clears throat> the toughest part of the schedule, I think that stretch at the beginning of February where we play like the Bucks, the Lakers, Dallas twice at, in, in Texas. I have a feeling that's going to be a little tougher right before the All-Star break, and I'm hoping we can maybe have an idea when Paul George comes back before then. How devastated were you? Uh, I believe we got the news on Christmas day that Paul George was not going to be playing for probably the toughest part of the schedule.
0: That was pretty bad. Uh, I mean, it's a difficult task. This is probably the worst stretch that we have for basketball, uh, Clipper Clipper basketball-wise. And to hear that we're down our star player, uh, it's a major blow for us but i believe in the canoes and i believe they can manage a couple wins to keep us in the play-in and then hopefully paul george be 100 percent and ready to rock and Rock and load, rock and load, rock <laughs> <laughs> and load. <laughs> it
1: seems like you wanted to say rock and roll, but you didn't want to sound like a middle aged dad. So you were like ah, rock and load, I guess. That <laughs> sounds like a really bad WWE Everything, tag I,
0: everything I say, if, it, if it's poor English, it's all COVID.
1: <laughs> is is this your first conversation of the day?
0: Yes, I have been in uh, isolation so for like ten days. <laughs> so, so this is a double. Whammy. This is my first conversation for ten days. <laughs> <Just>
1: oh, okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of health and safety protocols, seems like we got half our team in it, then they're come, they're slowly coming back. Mm-hmm. As of this recording, Luke Canard still and Zoo still in uh, health and safety protocols, uh, the CDC guidelines. If you're vaccinated, you can come back after five days. We're <laughs> we're approaching that, so. <laughs> maybe they can but i'm sure if the, but one of them's like if you're still contagious uh you could you, you you uh don't come back i guess and it's like well how many teams are going to be like that respectful like, like you yeah. can like are you cough on me and see if i get sick like
0: <laughs> <laughs> they got the ball boy hey hey <laughs> yeah, like, come, come here
1: luke's going to cough on you and then we're going to see if he's still contagious like after <laughs> um
0: Would you do that job
1: though, (laughs) for the Clippers? Clippers, Would I be the sacrificial COVID, (laughs) like the COVID person, to see if they're still contagious? Yes, I would. For for, for, for this team, I would do that. Uh, So Tyloo
0: came back, right? Tyloo's back now from COVID. Um, Right. Health and safety protocol. Ben and Boston's back. Um, Those two were the ones that were out. Who else?
1: Uh, We were missing Reggie for a stretch. We were missing Morris before I think our last episode. Yeah. Okay. And and then um, I want to say that's it. There's like a lot of sirens going on outside. I don't,
0: I don't really hear them right now. Um, but then again, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's a COVID symptom. <laughs> i <I'm> do <underway. laughs> You can't can't you can't hear sirens. Can't, can't hear anything. Um, it's been a really weird season for basketball with whole with, with the whole COVID thing. Like we've lost so many a lot, a lot of teams that lost a lot of players um it's strange I, I, yeah i would say like
1: it's it's odd because it puts teams at a at an advantage and then it puts teams at a disadvantage i know that's like not a hot take to say but like it's kind of weird because like you know the, the nets were playing without durant and harden and then all of a sudden the clippers are now on going through their toughest stretch with the health and safety protocols and then we now have to play harden and durant when they're coming back while we're now losing a bunch of players yeah and we, we happened to win, which was a really good highlight of this stretch
0: of basketball. Um, I agree. Um, since, since we lasted the episode, right, we had against, we played against the Nuggets. We lost 103 to 100. We played against the Nets, 124 to 108. Then we played against the Celtics on December 29th. Uh, Clippers won by 91 they won, they, won, they won by 91. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The
1: way the Celtics were shooting Yeah, there
0: was Yeah, there's a lot of mysteries for the Celtics. So it was pretty <laughs> bad. Yeah. Uh, we lost against the Clippers. Uh, against the Clippers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have we have been losing against the Clippers. So I would, I would admit that. Well, oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I am out of it. The NBA might just have to put on like 19 and 20 on our on our standees right now because we've also lost to ourselves.
0: Jeez, I might have to call my HR department, so I don't think I'm ready to come in. <laughs> <laughs> we lost against the Raptors 116 and 108. Which and was I was,
1: felt that was a winnable game. I felt like that's that's but
0: like it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Van uh, Fleet was playing really well. Um and has having a really great season so far. A really great, quiet season. Mm-hmm. Um and it's crazy because I think he blew up in that series. I mean, in the playoffs, that's when he started playing really well. And then he's Played well since then and he's had a great career with the Raptors. I think it was a smart, smart move to resign him. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh Clippers beat the Nets, as Brian mentioned, 120 116, which was a really great victory. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna so this is we're a, a, a podcast
1: by fans for fans. So let's get into the fan aspect of that game. I'm not gonna lie to you. I watched the Raptors game, and then it was New Year's Day. And I'm watching um, the the Nets game kind of like, you know, half-assly, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, my wife, I'm just like, oh, oh, and then I'm like keeping up with the score and then like halfway through and I'm like, you know, we're actually keeping this close, but I'm I'm still not, I'm still not ready to just like, you know, have a frustrating New Year's Day, you know, I was like, I'd rather just like see the score at the end. And then we're 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 getting to the end of the third and i'm like this is this is this is kind of close and then we get in the fourth and i'm like you know what hey babe i'm gonna have to turn this game on like i'm gonna have to officially turn the game i was kind of following i was watching on my phone a little bit watching my laptop i was looking at the score you know i'd go do something real quick i was i was just like yeah just like the game was going on but i wasn't like watching watching and then all of a sudden i put the game on and we go down by like 12. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Okay, that's fine. But I kind of leave it in the background. And then uh, I'm like, all right. And then the, it gets to, and then we start going on a little run. And then all of a sudden, with like 30 seconds ago, go, we're up by four. And I'm like, and when Terrence Mann, oh, more so than when Terrence Mann made that three, when Coffee made that three, <laughs> so Coffee's getting to the point where I feel like I trust him shooting the ball more than most of the team and and then terrence man terrence man made that three surge looked happy it was just a perfect moment in in clippers land and then even then i was nervous that we might not hold on to the sleep. <laughs> and then we managed to hold on to it and then I, I turned to my wife i was like that was probably the best clippers game i've watched since we made those runs in the playoffs and i was like the, the, that felt like a playoff game just the intense just the intense moment of like we could steal one from the nets right now and then because this was this was a schedule loss yeah no we we could we could steal this from the nets and then we could blow another game against somebody else which we 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 did (laughs) (laughs) which we're leading to next
0: we'll talk about that later
1: yeah so what are your takes on the nets game real quick
0: um coffee man like i think you spent i think you hit on the nail coffee is Playing really well for the Clippers. I I mean, at some point, I felt like he became like a like, like a little bit of a joke on, um, on Reddit and Twitter for Clipper Nation. Um, but I really like how he plays. Um, he plays with confidence. He doesn't. Uh, you know how like Brandon Boston feels like. I know we we love Brandon Boston, but sometimes you get too overconfident and he's like, all right, I'm mm-hmm. gonna take this three. Like coffee's not like that. Like he sees the opportunity, he's gonna take it if it's there. But if not, he's gonna look for the open man. And that's what he did with Terrence Mann, right? When he hit that 23. Yeah. Sergeant with a what is like, I don't know, what is it? What's his wingspan seven feet? <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> holding he's
1: holding the bench like Spider-Man. In Spider-Man too, when Spider Man's holding that train.
0: And, and uh i hope I, hope I got my I
1: hope I, I, I hope I got my spider-man right I, I, no you got
0: it right you got it man right. too right when spider-man you too that's what it was I okay think so. I, I, i'm pretty sure you're right um so i've i've been loving the coffee time that we've had so far with him on the team uh along with xavier moon but i, I think he's, xavier, signed,
1: he's he signed a second day a second man. 10 day so
0: he's been playing pretty well too but uh Obviously, I don't think he'll make the roster, but I think he'll get enough play time to make other player, other teams kind of look at him. So hopefully something happens for him.
1: With the, with, the, with the stretch so far, there's two players that I've been like, you know what? Maybe you were taken out of some kind of rotation. And then this is now your opportunity to make a name for yourself to basically you want to put yourself in a position to have the coaching staff make a tough decision about your spot in the rotation. Hmm. And Coffee's done a good job of that. But the two people that I feel like haven't is A, Sergey Bako, And I, I'm not saying he's playing terribly because I think he had a very good offensive game against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I just feel like you're just there and then we're playing better when Winslow's playing at the five. But, but also is you would think we would be seeing more from J scrub. And now it's, it's getting to that point where we're all kind of like, you know what? I was super hot. I was super hype on J scrub, especially the story coming out of junior college and all that. Mm -hmm. But I'm now getting to the point where I'm like, you know what? We do have a lot of wings who could just score. We, we probably got the better version in Brandon Boston. And a better defensive version in Keon. so i'm now getting to the point where i'm like i don't know if necessarily we're gonna make this, this decision this year but maybe next year we're gonna be like, yeah maybe that two-way spot's gonna go somebody else because yeah. i think next year coffee should they should figure out a way to put coffee on the main 15-man roster now i don't know if he's gonna be too expensive because obviously he's balling the hell out <laughs> but <laughs> like because like he could easily be Excuse on me. be on uh Uh, a play in s team and be a significant role player on that team. For some reason,
0: I see him on the Grizzlies. I don't know why. I just see it.
1: I I see him on the Kings. I don't know why. Uh, (laughs) I just feel like the Kings being like, hey, we could use you as our starting small forward. And because they traded Buddy Hill for their souls and gave them to the Lakers (laughs) or something. (laughs) I
0: hope that doesn't happen. (laughs) Right. I hope the Lakers don't get any good players at all. Oh, so um, this is
1: a good transition because I wanted to talk about <laughs> like might as well might as well just take this moment to step on the soapbox real quick. All
0: right, go ahead. Let's let's hear it, Brian.
1: The underdog narrative that LeBron James has pisses me off. He is honestly probably the best player, or arguably one of the top players of our generation yet he has to pound his chest look at the king's bench you know are fighting for their playing lives and tell him i'm a mother effing problem so lebron james though i was like you know the tweets and saying i'm people think i'm washed dude like no one thought you were washed at the beginning of the season we just thought the younger player who won the championship is just at a better point in his nba career than you are that's all we thought I have no idea where LeBron James comes up with this underdog narrative that like, everyone's like, Oh, you know, we're counting LeBron out. Like, of course we're not counting LeBron out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to go off on that. No, no, I absolutely agree. I saw that clip and I was just like, I was like, first off, who are they playing against? And I looked and I was like, the Kings, like really, (laughs) you're going to flex on the Kings. Like. Do you know what position they are in right now in the standings? Like, they're they're fighting for their lives right now. And, I mean, they had a whole coaching switch up, and they've been playing well since then. But, geez, like, I don't understand why LeBron James feels like the world's out to get him. Like, it's just like, ah, it's irritating. Yeah, um, you
1: have probably the most passionate, biggest fan base in the NBA. I, I want to say passionate. But I would probably say loyal in terms of like you don't you could just wake up one morning, you're a Laker fan, you don't have to work for it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, he probably has the biggest fan, I would say at least the one of the biggest fan bases, maybe the Knicks or something of a bigger fan base. I don't know.
0: I don't know these, I don't know these numbers. He transcends. He transcends. Transcends teams, you know. So, so he. he has, I agree with you. He does. He agree. has that foundation Laker
1: fan base, and he has the regular people, just like LeBron fan base. And he thinks people are out just out to get him. Like, no, we think you're not doing the best because you put a team together, and it kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> like that's we're not we're not talking about you, dude. We're just talking like when we're talking about your team. Particularly. Like, it's like LeBron's taking him personally whenever Russell Westbrook bricks the ball off the backboard. <laughs> Like, and he's doing it, like, once a game at, at this point. <laughs> like, so, like, like, it's, like, one of those moments, like, Russell Westbrook shoots the ball off the backboard, and then LeBron, like, does that thing on his like He's like, oh, that's on me. I'm sorry, guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> he, like, tells that to the, to the bench when he's sitting on. Um, yeah, that was, that was my Laker thing. Um, Lakers are probably just based off all the, all the other teams being injured and all that, that they're probably going to sneak out of the play-in for at least January. So, everyone's going to be like, oh, see, the Lakers are doing great, right? And it's like, eh. They're
0: not going to win, though. <laughs> Let's be honest.
1: <laughs> Apparently, they're going to trade DeAndre Jordan or something like that. I found, I, I, found, I don't know. I, I heard that they don't even want anything back. They just want the roster spot open. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> I want I want this to be in comparison to the Clippers, where the okay. Clippers the Clippers at this point people are like, should the Clippers make a trade? And most people are like, well, I guess we can let Serge go because he's unhappy. Like, where it's more about like we just want to make Serge happy. We're not. We're not, <laughs> it's not, it's not like you know, it's like we're like if the Serge wants to go, we'll we'll let him go. You know, we're but I would say a good portion of Clipper fans, when they're not in panic mode, when they're in panic mode, they're like, you know what? Maybe we should just trade Paul George for like three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but when they're not in panic mode, most likely they want everyone to stay. When the, no. Laker, the Lakers are when the Lakers are a game above 500, like, you know what? We should probably just trade Kent Bazemore, DeAndre Jordan, and open up a roster spot so we could, I don't know, get a buy-in person at, at the trade. I don't know.
0: Well, just to bring it back. Oh about DeAndre Jordan. Remember that we wanted him to be on that third spot for the center position and we're so thankful now that we got oh, Isaiah yes. hardest time. So, so, so thankful. And he's been playing so well for us until he had the ankle injury. So hopefully, which I believe you said that he's been more mobile. So yeah, hopefully he, sometime soon he'll be coming back for us.
1: He he's I would probably assume he's more mobile than Kawhi at this point, but I <laughs> I, I don't know. I saw, I saw a video of him skipping at practice, and it was like 15 seconds long. Skipping, so. like actually skipping, like yeah, he was like skipping or something. It wasn't like like it wasn't like he was running or I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right, um, so yeah, LeBron James is not washed. I don't know why people think that he's washed. He's it's, just, it's just it's just it's just frustrating. Or me. I don't know why he <laughs> thinks. I feel like he just follows like people that talk negatively about him. Like he doesn't look at anyone else but just people that talk negatively. But anyways, um, you can continue to think that everyone, everyone's out to get them, but no one really cares anymore about the Lakers because they're not playing really well. Um, Timberwolves uh, beat the Clippers. I mean, we weren't playing that well either, but, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but we're, we're, we have a reason why, right? We're shorthanded. Uh, we do not have Paul George. We still do not have Kawhi Leonard. We don't have Luke Kennard. Who else did we have? We haven't. We didn't have Isaiah Hardenstein. We didn't have. Jeez, I'm a blanking we, out somebody.
1: We've legit have played. Yeah, we've legit have played our G League starting five at some point. This like, except for maybe one player. But like, keep in mind, Sergi Ibaka did play for the G League. So at one point, the Agua Caliente Clippers starting five was probably out on our court <laughs> at some point.
0: And they managed to get a dub against the Dats. I yeah, mean, we, we have... lost the timberwolves but we beat the, we beat the nets and that's all that matters to with honest. all with all
1: with all the negativity and all that we went two and three on a road trip we beat the celtics lost to the raptors and then beat the nets that's that's more than we could ask for um,
0: what's that GIF that where that lady drinks the what is it called hibacha hibacha What's, it, what's that drink called? The Kabucha. Kabucha like <laughs> <laughs> He's <making> up words. <laughs> she drinks it. She makes it like a weird face. Like she's like, "Ooh, this sounds. This is good." And then it's like it's like an awful face. Like yeah, that's us yeah. with the nets in, in the Timberwolves game. Like, um, yeah. So we lost against the Timberwolves. Um, which Anthony Edwards is a stud. He's he plays really well. He's the best player on the team, and he was available for that team. So that is what it is we lost um
1: i I, do do do, do you feel like clipper fans had that like oh we're coming off the high of the brooklyn game so we should dominate this minnesota timberwolves team but really it's you know not every game we're going to show up and play up to that standard
0: yes i feel i was riding off that high too because i'm like i was to beat the nets like this is a this should be easy win and then it started off, and I was like, when it started off, I was just like, everyone's knocking threes in the beginning. I was like, all right, this is not going to be good. And then Anthony Edwards just caught fire and just ever since then, just never looked back.
1: Yeah, well, I I, I was watching the game, and I was just kind of like, yeah. Like, the, the more and more the score went up, I was like, it's, it's doable because the effort's kind of there. But yeah. we can't get a rebound if we paid the Timberwolves to give us one. Like it, it was getting to the point where I was like, and I have I have Vanderbilt on my <clears throat> on my fancy uh basketball team. So I know what he could bring to the table, you know. <laughs> if, if, if the Clippers wanted to ask for a scouting report. I'm like, yeah, this guy gives me rebounds, <laughs> so <laughs>
0: um but aside from that loss, there are some interesting uh, narratives that came from it regarding Pat Bev. And I know Brian has a, a hot take on this. And so I'm going to read Pat Bev's Pat comments. Bev initially said that. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm going to
1: read these. <clears throat> no it's kind of overlooked especially when you have people like Kawhi and pg who take a lot of the credit for everything but it's always when i go to another team that's when you see my work with how the team is now it is what it is what i do is very under underappreciated but the term appreciate appreciated and that's all that matters do you want to go first
0: okay yes i will go first all right so it was pretty interesting i read this comment and i honestly went and i uh Basically threw it out of my head because I was like, it's kind of hard. It's conf- I'm conflicted. I love Pat Bev. He's talking smack about the Clippers. But I love Pat Bev. And then I realized I'm like, well, Pat Bev needs to realize this. Uh Paul George and Kawhi get all the credit because they're the best p- best player in the team. Let's be honest. Like right. uh they were the most available. They I mean they weren't they didn't always share the court together, but they were always in the game um with or without each other. Uh Pat Bev really didn't. Uh, We didn't really see a lot of Pat Bev last season. I mean, he didn't even get to play in the beginning of the playoffs because he was just doing poorly against Luka. uh, And that was just a size uh, disadvantage. But it's kind of hard. I don't know where I'm going with this. I love Pat Bev, but I hate his comments. But I love Pat Bev.
1: So before before I go on my soapbox, I will give Pat Bev credit for saying also, he's like, I appreciate the Clippers for giving me my – biggest contract in uh, in my career and I believe he also says he's friends with a bunch of players and he listened him off and all that okay I believe remember when we when the Clippers first became like this team with Kawhi and P- Paul George and there was some like oh you know Trez isn't super happy Lou Will's not happy and Pat Bev's not happy and we we kind of all pointed that energy toward Trez because Trez legitimately showed it on the court and then Mm -hmm. eventually left and then Lou Will left and he seems like he's been kind of like yeah you know I wish you know I wish I was still there but I'm with the Hawks blah blah blah. (laughs) Yeah. This seems like Pat Bev kind of confirming those those rumors or whatever that he was not super content with the quiet Paul George attention they got they also make probably four times his contract um so i believe they deserve the attention they got that this is a separate thing but in my opinion you were making 14 million dollars to play in 30 something games it was like 37 i believe And then you were non-existent in the first round. And, yeah, we appreciate you stepping up. But, like I was telling you before the podcast, if they told us halfway through the Sun Series or halfway through the Jazz Series that his calf's hurting him or something, we wouldn't bat an eye. We'd just be like, damn, that sucks. He was playing really good defense. But, yep, Pat Bev, again, not being able to play. You know, what Eric Bledsoe is bringing to the team is he's played in every game. (laughs) Like... He's, he's getting close to the amount of games Pat Beverly played last year. And we're not even halfway through the season yet. And as much as, like I was also talking, I like, I loved Pat Bev's, I love the culture he brought, I love the energy. Sometimes he got the long rebounds, the, the intensity on defense. And I'll admit, I believe there's times this year when we're lacking that. But I'm also really enjoying the fact that our one of our point guards is not in street clothes the entire season clapping and being like, Hey, good job guys on the court. He's actually playing. Our our guy's actually playing on the court and he's playing pretty damn well as of late. And I'm going to also bring this up is we went three and O against the Timberwolves this year. And then Pat Bev decides to make these comments after he beat basically our canoe slash G league team. Which, as as even though we beat the Nets, the Timberwolves were probably still favored to win. They had the best player on the court, and Anthony Edwards. And then you're taking now this this platform now to be like, hey, you know what? I was underappreciated. I got 14 assists or something in this game, and you know I was underappreciated for what I used to do. No, everyone appreciated what you did. It's just you were overpaid to miss half the season. If you made $3 million or something, we would love to keep you. (laughs) If you made what Nick Batum is making, we would love to have you. If you made what anybody else on this team right now is probably, except for maybe Luke Kennard, if you were making what Justice Winslow is making, we would love to have you, but you're not. You were one of the highest paid contracts on our team, and you never played a game for us except for, half the season but there and there and then yeah thank you for the playoff stint but we were also on the edge of our seats like eh, any game now he might not play so I don't know I kind of took him a little personal because you know I'm a lifelong Clippers fan and you know Clippers first
0: did you feel like he took another he took a jab at Ty Lue when he said that the coach uh, the, Timber, the Timberwolves coach trust him with the ball
1: yeah it's like everyone has this like well the 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 clippers are trying to get like a real point guard and i know we might have changed that perception especially for the way reggie Jackson's played Mm -hmm. but the reason why another reason why we probably needed a real point guard is because you he never played, like I wouldn't be surprised if Rondo was also technically an insurance policy for if Pat Beverly can't play in the playoffs. Like, we we kind of look at it as a Rondo Lou Will thing, and like I still to this day kind of still do that. Mm-hmm. But at that time when we made the trade, we were probably discussing, like, yeah, but if Pat Bev can't play, at least we have Rondo back in the uh Reggie Jackson up, you know. We were mentally preparing ourselves that we were probably we might have to go into the playoffs with Rondo and just Reggie Jackson. Pat Bev got healthy, and he had a, he took a series off, and he ended up playing really well against the Jazz and the Suns. But I know I'm on my soapbox right now, but it's just to me, it's like. I understand if you need a chip on your your shoulder and I I, I love Pat Bev and this is just a very Pat Bev thing. But now that like it's a shot at the Clippers who, in my opinion, maybe even kept you two seasons too long because of your injury history. If I'm just being honest, like we, 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 we allowed it to go as far as we could. But the thing is, we're paying you, we're going to have to pay you $14 million and like we can't trust that you'll be on the court.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: so, So it's, Yeah. Definitely. i mean if you,
0: if okay so you know well we're, we're all human beings as as fans so we're all emotional and we have emotional ties to players but if you were to just look at it stat for stat game played games available i should say any reasonable person would say the the trade for bledsoe was a smart decision decision that we could make at the time right
1: there and we offloaded rondo in the trade <laughs> we got it yeah we did. Yes, exactly. we did yes yeah. we did
0: that and and Lakers got him. They thought they got a steal, and then they end up trading. To the box, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Imagine the Cavs. That's like imagine just being the Cavs right now, and you're just like, you you pass it to Rondo. He's got a wide open three, and he takes a step back and dribbles for 15
0: more seconds. <laughs> 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 I I didn't understand that trade at all. I don't understand what the Cavs are doing there, but it sucks. They took a it took a major hit losing uh, Ricky Rubio. Um yeah yeah that's Cavs' issue, not ours <laughs> <laughs> I mean Rondo, I mean Rondo is their issue now and not ours so um but yeah, I Pat bev, we love you, yeah, but uh, we did what we did because it was the best decision for the organization, oh yeah, absolutely,
1: and if he was gonna let his contract run out, and then he was like, oh, yeah, I'll resign for maybe four million dollars or something that i just don't know if you could go from 14 million dollars and negotiate to be like i'll I'll sign for much less i'll send for 10 mil less like i I do i do think he's gonna try to play to make the same amount he probably won't but i think he's gonna try
0: uh yeah i don't i don't see how he makes the same amount um if he's not available for at least 70 percent of the games uh play the season if he uh, can't show that he's healthy uh, on and
1: zone. and the thing is like he like i said he did this against the canoe slash g league team that we put out there imagine if pat bev was having a pat bev season he's missing some time he's we can't rely on him and then we went through the stretch of like health and safety protocols and reggie jackson was our only available point guard mm. and he himself was not so imagine if pat bev was like i don't know my my shin sore and then uh reggie jackson goes in health and safety protocols like what would we okay we bring up xavier moon to start (laughs) like (laughs) like this is this is what i'm talking about like eric bledsoe as much as people might want to get on him for his three-point shooting or something like that or the fact that maybe he's just not as efficient as people thought he would be like the guy has been there every game has put an effort every game like he's there like he's he's mr reliable and we're going to look back at the end of the season and appreciate how reliable Eric Blitzo is, and then the Clippers will probably trade him or something. Yeah. <laughs> like this.
0: And and it was a deal that worked out for both teams, right? The Timberwolves are playing really well as of right now, and I think it's because he brings that veteran presence there for the rookies, you know? I'm pretty yeah. sure Anthony Edwards loves his mentality, and I'm pretty sure he feeds off that as well. So, yeah. I mean... Hot take. I'm pretty sure he's going to end up on the Lakers. He was chit chatting with LeBron James, so I feel like off season he might not get a great, a big contract.
1: Didn't LeBron want the? This is when he was traded to the Grizzlies, and he wanted the Grizzlies to buy out Pat Bev, and then he wanted the Lakers to try to sign him. Yeah, the, in the off season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I could see him going to the Lakers if he wants. Yeah. If if you want to play in a hockey arena, go for it. I'm just yeah.
0: Yeah, or crypto, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called, The crypto, whatever it's called. <laughs>
1: um outside of you know, we could we could this I think this is gonna be uh a, a, an ongoing thing until the trade deadline, and then we'll see what happens. But uh Surge looked happy when Terrence Mann made that three, so I, I'm pretty sure he's staying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but I, so like I, I kind of seems like he's it could be one of those things where he's not happy with the organization necessarily, but he still enjoys the teammates, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Kind of like, you know, there's that like thing when Kawhi said when he was on the Spurs when he was trying to leave or something. He told the players, like, no, this isn't about you. I love all you. If it was for you, I would play for you guys, but I'm not going to play for the Spurs. Okay. And I think it's uh, – a. Maybe it's a similar thing, you know. It's more so like, hey, I love, I love these guys, but I'm kind of unhappy with the situation and the the way Tyloo coaches. I can see this. This is one of the things that I kind of always felt about the Tyloo thing is the way he coaches. Is I always thought it was incredible that how he got so many people to buy in to, you know, sometimes playing limited minutes, you know, Pat Bev having the basically like, i'm gonna sit you an entire series and then i'm gonna need you to step up against the jazz you know stuff like that i've always felt that it was i was like but not but that also has to be on the player to listen to that and understand that all right i'll take a step back but then i'll, I'll wait for my moment and it just seems like maybe serge isn't doing that <laughs> yeah. and like he's not stepping up he should be averaging a double-double every every single one of these games. Like, Ty Lu or Brian Shaw, who Brian Shaw might be coach of the year. It, you know when the coach of the year award comes out, I'm going to be like, hey, I understand that Ty Lue's going to get some votes, but, you know, maybe she gets some of the Brian Shaw. You know, Brian <laughs> Shaw might win coach of the year just for the, the, the game against the Nets. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be upset with that. Imagine that an assistant coach
0: winning <laughs> head coach of the year. <laughs> yeah but I think it's uh for Serge Ibaka I think it's kind of hard you know like you you've seen yourself as a starter you, well you haven't seen yourself you were a starter uh you won an NBA championship uh with the Toronto Raptors and I'm pretty sure he was a starter there as well mm-hmm. so he has this idea that you know I am starting material but in reality it's like you're aging your body's breaking down on you you're not as quick as you were on, on your feet and you need to accept this. And it just might be a pride thing for him. Um, And I'm hoping that he can just chill out and just wait for his moment. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, well, if we lose Hartenstein next season because he balls so hard that we can't sign him, uh, and we lose Ibaka, we might be looking for two new centers next year. Or maybe just one and then a really average, like, Small ball four or whatever, because like yeah. it, when we get to the playoffs, keep in mind too, like especially if Hardenstein's playing good in the playoffs, our centers are going to be Zoo, our small ball five, if especially if Kawhi's there, and then maybe some minutes for Hardenstein. So like I don't see how Search fits in unless someone gets hurt.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, like in the stretch that we had, <clears throat> we didn't have Zoo. I, I really liked seeing Winslow at the five. Um I think he played really well. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a difficult situation. I don't mind losing Serge, if I'm going to be honest, but Isaiah Harnstein, I don't know. He has a little soft spot in my heart.
1: <laughs> I, I, I I look at it like this. If if I'm Isaiah Harnstein and we're you're coming back to a team that's giving you a chance, that also is going to have Kawhi and Paul George back next season i would look at them like i could probably even make more money the following season but i'll take like a five million mid-level something from you guys i appreciate that thank you (laughs) uh but because i don't see him like he can make double digits he can but i don't see that i I still don't think he's performed to the the to the point where some teams gonna be like oh that's my starting center next year I, I don't think yet yeah, he's played because he averages like seven fouls a game and, <laughs> and he he and he does that in like 15 minutes so I don't know like as much as I think he's he he's earned a shit ton of money I still think he he's not gonna get starting money either so I think the clippers could possibly work something out it's just a matter of like being okay that we maybe don't bring amir coffee back or
0: something so it's just gonna be a tough decision we're gonna have to make in the offseason Good thing we're not the general manager right so we don't have to make those decisions Wouldn't they get rondo <laughs> i'd be so upset um
1: he's like he's familiar I'm
0: like nah. <laughs> i don't think he was that familiar when he was here <laughs> like, is, is he though yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, Lakers can resign them, I'm pretty sure they would. <laughs> it's like, oh, we need somebody else. so it's just get right, we it. need a veteran point guard presence in this team because Westbrook is a rookie, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, good thing we're not the Lakers. Uh, right,
1: you got any more thoughts before we go?
0: Um, no, not really. Oh, All so right. We got <clears> some games. We have the Suns coming out <clears> tomorrow, <throat> which is going to be uh thursday uh january 8th grizzlies coming up saturday and then sunday january 9th we have the hawks so
1: So i'm thinking we will probably have an episode coming out the monday after or if we're feeling froggy we'll do one after the hawks game because the hawks game is a noon game but Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see um uh we i want to give a shout out to jake barnes who's become a dad oh yeah he's a uh, dad now yes yeah, so, um if you if you like to hear jake barnes voice you could check out him on our previous episode uh before he was a dad now he's a dad you know so he's gonna be a busy guy at this
0: moment he's gonna be a cool dad that's what he's gonna be yeah he's, he's gonna be, gonna
1: a be, cool be like dad. Trent. trent's a cool dad trent's a cool dad shout out to trent for doing our outro you can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast leave a review if you want just be like hey uh, I would prefer to listen to the other Clipper podcast, but this one, <laughs> this one was available. I feel like our podcast is for people who've already listened to the other podcasts and then they're like, I'm kind of bored. I want to listen to something. And like, yeah, I guess I'll put this Ellie Clips forum on.
0: We're, were there plan Z? <laughs> yeah, they're like,
1: eh. I couldn't have done without the Pat Beverly take. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um... You needed to hear it. You needed to hear it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can find us on Twitter at, L- at Ellie Clips forum and yeah we're out
0: later peace
1: like what <laughs> like <laughs> dude go up to the rim do your thing oh my dog my dog hold on my dog's seeing a dog on the, on the <laughs> it's one of those sad commercials <laughs> we're yeah, just gonna, in the eyes of the
0: angel yeah.
1: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk through this, and then we'll just we'll pick it up after, and I'll edit this out. I might just put this at the end. Of our I thought podcast. she
0: was a LeBron James fan for a second. She was getting really pissed off. Oh no, she's not a LeBron James fan.
1: She gets it. She's like, hey, they were playing the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> so LeBron James, I feel like I shouldn't
0: even get started because the commercial's still going on. Thank you for joining Brian Andrew and Jesse Sandoval For this episode of LA Clips Forum For all the over and backs, loose balls, clear paths, and tip-ins Catch LA Clips Forum every week The podcast for fans, by fans Clipper Nation, we'll catch you on the rebound Oh yeah.